Hi guys, Chris here. Just before the podcast starts, I want to let you know this podcast is recorded live on Twitch on 8pm GMT UK time, that is, on Sunday evening. So if you want to get involved in it, that's twitch.tv slash kangarfm. The link to it's going to be in the description of the podcast anyway. So come along, get involved in the chat where we can usually answer questions and generally have a bit more banter back and forth throughout the podcast. Um, that's about it. Enjoy the pod. Everybody, welcome to this week's Bad Bookers Wrestling Podcast, episode 92. I'm your host, Movement. I've got Chris, Matt, and Toast with me this week. Say hello, everybody. Hello, hello everybody. Nothing from Toast, apparently. Is he there? No, no. He's decided to become mute. Is that, is that, <laughs> is that your role been, for the podcast? Literally, in the lead up to this, all he was doing was singing about how I'm constantly on the ropes. <laughs> and guess what? He, uh, he's, he's gone he's mute all of a sudden. Um, how are we all doing this fine Sunday? I'd be doing better if Cristiano Ronaldo wasn't a prick. Oh, Matt's playing FIFA, by the way. Yeah, man. Because professional. Um, oh! <clears throat> everybody else? Oh, we had to get that dig in, didn't he? Uh, yeah, doing fine. Doing fine. But toast is... Wa- am I, am I going to have to commentate your actions for this podcast? Yeah, <laughs> looks like I... He's cool. waving. I've got to kill a fly, I guess, two seconds. Cool. Uh, right, so pass. while that's going on... Um, let's get into uh, lots of news to start this week um, in terms of wrestling wise um, we'll get the, the, the sad moment out of the way first so uh, this week it came out that Rocky Johnson um, passed away um, I don't know the circumstances about this um, but uh, he, yeah he passed and he was a tembo salute on NXT before NXT started this week and a bit of a kind of what do they say remembrance package about him as well. So yeah, yes, there was. Um, yeah, and Dwayne, his son, put out a fantastic sort of almost like it was like a eulogy, but it just it was almost a poem s type thing. It was very very heartfelt, very touching, and R.I.P. Big Man. Yep, definitely. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Matt. Uh, no, not Matt. Space Toaster brought this out towards the end of the podcast last week, but now we know more about it. Marty Skull has officially signed with ROH with additional roles in his contract. Um, one of those is being the head booker, uh, or head of creative, um, and the other one is head of relationships with other companies. We then saw, I think, this week quite a lot of names dropping from New Japan for the s- April the 4th. Um, edition of Supercard thing. Supercard of Honor. Yeah, Supercard of Honor, that's it. Um, I know there's uh, Taiji Ishimori, uh, Will Ospreay, at least. Who? Yeah, yeah, good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not rising to it this week. You're not at all? No. Basically, um, all of the Burger Club owners. So you've got Kent there, Jay White, and G.O.D. with their exact there. Uh, street party thing again. Yeah, aren't they? their Bullet Club beach party or whatever it is. So I think it's just easy there in the area. So ROH were like, right, come on over and do the wrestles for us. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so it's kind of interesting after all the speculation with where Marty School was going to go. 
and he's kind of give, been given responsibilities and kind of keep him there for a while. It makes do, we, sense. do we know how? Do we know how long it's? It's got to be at least eighteen months, surely. It has to be at least for for a massive concert like that. It's got to be eighteen months Mike at Bell least. Said it was two years, I think. I was going to say I've seen two years, but I've not seen anything like definitely confirming that. That's just mm. reference journalism. Fair enough. Um, there are some new recruits at the Performance Center uh, over in WWE, most notably uh, Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Mercedes Martinez actually made it onto NXT TV this week as well. Yes, she did. Whoa. Yeah, and then they've got like a load of ex-sports people and a reality TV star. Excellent. You know, um, standard, standard WWE things. They had to have one ex-American footballer, <laughs> one person over seven foot tall, and some other people. Uh, I don't know too much about Jake Atlas, but I think Toaster has seen him a couple of times before. OTT, is that correct? Yeah, I guess seen him fight. Tra- it was either Travis Banks or Jordan Devlin, he fought. And it was quite a good match. Completely caught me off guard because I had no idea who the fuck he was. And he put on a really good match. Was he American or something? Is he American? Uh, he's American. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a young... I think he's about 25. Um, but he has recently said in interviews that he wants to be the first openly gay WWE champion. Um, and that's what he wants to work towards. So it's not really surprising that he's then signed for WWE. Fair enough. He's WWE champion in any other company, look, can he? <laughs> no. <laughs> And um, the final bit of news, I thought we were going to get a podcast without mentioning this guy's name. <laughs> um, but once again, in true Bad Buckers form, uh, <laughs> you're right over there. Um, Chris Benoit's son has come out and said he wants to wrestle as Chris Benoit Jr. And apparently he's already got ring gear made. And on the back of the ring gear, it says framed. Oh, for <laughs> <laughs> he had to get it in, didn't he? He had to get it in. Fuck me. Uh, oh, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> I I don't get it. I don't know why I'd want to wrestle under that name. Just wrestle. He looks like a Chris Benoit bobblehead. Look at him. He's got a big. Looks like Benoit, and then he's got no fucking body. <laughs> Gimmick's gonna be, you know, the Dino Brown head chick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Sweet Whoa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Um, cool. That's pretty much the news this week. And I think that's me done. Join us but... next week for whatever the fuck Toast can get away with. <laughs> that's the name of this podcast now. No, the name of the podcast is Delete VOD. <laughs> yeah, Delete VOD. It probably is already. <laughs> the VOD killer. Nothing you said is incorrect apart from the plausibility about the framingness. Yeah, yeah, it's good to reference it again. Cheers. Yeah, good. Cheers. <laughs> just, just, just keep allegedly framed. Oh, there we go. Allegedly, there we go. Yeah, there you go. Excellent, excellent. Um, okay, the... 5-0, hmm? What? what? <laughs> 5-0 means cops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, I'm going to go out on a, a limb here and say the only rest of, wrestling I've watched this, t- this week is NXT. Cops not on the limb, is it? <laughs> You're a fucking educator. <laughs> Who decided to bring this guy along? <laughs> pretty sure it was you, wasn't it? Pretty <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought it was a one-off. I didn't know what I was letting myself <laughs> in for. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, um I I've seen bits over on Twitter. Um, mainly main roster, which is not a, a, any helpful towards AEW whatsoever. But um, how have you not seen anything of AEW on Twitter? Oh, I, no, actually, I did see the um, the Orange Cassidy bit, and that was it. Cool. So about what a minute of AEW? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've I've seen the bits, and I've I've sort of seen the bits floating around on Reddit for Raw and SmackDown. I watched NXT and I saw the highlights of AEW. There we go. That's the most you're going to get from me this week. So this is going to go well. Am uh, I the most prepared out of everyone here? Of course yeah. you are. You always what are. The fuck? What the Wait, hang on a minute. What have you seen? Toast. NXT, AEW, some raw. That's it. I, I, I've seen NXT and AEW, so actually, yeah, you are. Damn. I mean, I know what happened on both Raw and SmackDown. Listen, right? That. If we're being honest, main roster stuff, seeing none of us have watched it, the best thing to talk about is our truth deserves like an hour oh, of yes. this podcast. Oh, he does. For his segment with Brock and Heyman. Amazing. I've it seen is... like a minute and a half of it. I, I see, earlier, early in the, the, the podcast, I, I, I used to hate the R Truth stuff. I used to hate it. I did. But it really works well with this. I really like him now. I can't, I can't hate it. The guy, the guy deserves his own fucking sitcom. He's fantastic. Do you know what? This is the first Brock Lesnar segment I've liked for a long time. And oh, not because of Lesnar. No, yeah, Brocky's boombox was nah, fantastic. That, that was awesome. Was trash. I thought, do you still own Brock Lesnar merch? Have you yeah. set fire to it yet? No. In fact, if Will Ospreay had a fucking boombox, he'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> Will Ospreay's boombox. There we go. That's a pod type. Um, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> so uh yeah the the premise of pretty much what happened was um lesnar came out with paul Heyman to do usual paul helmet Shocking. paul Heyman stuff Helmet. oh shit <laughs> who's paul helmet paul's helmet there we go oh god Paul's helmet. Oh no! Um, so Paul Heyman came out to do his usual Paul Heyman stuff to big up Brock Lesnar being in the Royal Rumble, probably. Um, then our truth came out and said, "I'm declaring myself in the Royal Rumble," and said how he was going to pretty much eliminate Paul Heyman. <laughs> and then just hilarity ensued. Lesnar was wetting himself. Um, said that he wasn't going to be in the Royal Rumble. And then he turned around and said, "Well, hold on a minute. I'm actually, I'm actually undeclaring myself right now." <laughs> I can't see. I kind of wish that Brock pinned our truth for the twenty four seven title afterwards. No, because it would be two titles that would fuck off. <laughs> but he'd never <laughs> lose that one either. <laughs> what happened is he pinned him and, and just take the belt. And yeah, but he start. lost it, didn't he? What? Yeah, R-Truth lost the title to, to Mojo Rawley. Big Mojos. Yeah. Big Mojo. That's so he can have it at WrestleMania and then Gronk will come out and pin him for it. Probably, you, you know. Uh, Mike Bennett's been moved to NXT. I don't yes, know. So yeah, 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 what he did. Yeah, he, he was on the Lafayette show, wasn't he, or something like that? Yeah. Oh, it kind of makes sense, though. Like, I already thought all the 205 guys would have been NXT because... 
205 is now or the NXT or the Cruiserweight title is now on NXT, isn't it? Yeah. So I'd have thought all them boys would have been done already, but apparently not. Well, they're they're all working any show, so they've had matches on 205. Some of them have done dark matches for both SmackDown and Raw, and there's been a couple of them that have been on NXT as well. So they're just going all over the place, bouncing around. I thought 205 Live was like done. So they've they've Jack, uh, Jack Gallagher. Three in the last five weeks, but yeah, like they'll randomly decide they're not doing 205 live this week every now and again <laughs> because reasons because they can't be asked to transport it across the country, yeah, because they've just decided that actually it'll just be a SmackDown dark match instead. Mm. The WWE creative team in the chat has pointed out can we talk about Impact getting banned on Twitch? No, we don't cover impact, so we're not talking about it. <laughs> the answer to that is no, my friend. It's uh, funny, but no. Well, surely the reason was because impact didn't cover their wrestlers properly. Naughty, naughty. To be fair, I saw the segment and there was not. There was of course, you saw it, you be fucking perv. <laughs> Immediately, RVD did what? <laughs> tapity, tapity, tap. <laughs> <laughs> I only wanted to see the reason why. I, oh, where's that shovel? Triple <laughs> just got it. Yeah, can I borrow it? <laughs> yeah. No, I just wanted to see the reason why, and then Toast is twisting it because. Yeah, we, we, we'll move on quickly. Yes. You can take yourself in a deeper hole here. It's, it's up to yes. you. I'm good, thanks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that was the only good thing about Raw, apparently. There's some decent matches on Raw. I can't remember what the match... I genuinely can't remember what the fucking matches were on Raw. <laughs> there you go. See, I haven't even got Bleach Report open this is week, so I can't even tell you. Is the Rumble next week? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have zero hype. No, I still love the Rumble. No, 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 no. I have zero hype. I give a fuck when you go zero hype. I think it's going to be awesome. Rumble's always awesome. I love the Royal Rumble match. However, yes, that's right. Buddy Murphy joined Seth Gang, and was it was the Messiah Monday Night Messiah or something like that? Is that what they're called? Yes. Does he just determine the rip off Punk at this point? Is this just like pretty much? Because his shirt, he released a shirt this week that was very similar to one of Punk's old shirts, didn't he? Yes. Has he got the fist with a lightning bolt? No, I think it was like the stained glass window style that Punk had at one point. I think Seth has one now. They're very similar. Oh. And um, yes, yeah, so Buddy's officially joined the group, which is cool. Be, I kind of like that. To be fair, it gives Buddy something to do, um, other than job out the Alistair Black. Like, I enjoyed their sort of matches when I caught them, but yeah. they need to do something with Murphy. And Heyman's supposed to be behind him, Black, and Cedric. So if they sort of push those guys in the stories, go for it. Yeah, mm. but no. Um, I like. I'm going back to this before. I really am not hyped. I don't know why. I love Royal Rumbles every year, but I'm just like meh. Yeah, but I'm mega hyped for Worlds Collide though. What? I'm mega hyped for Worlds Collide as much as I didn't think I would be. I'm really hyped for Worlds Collide. Yeah, I think it's because of the matches. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, that's that's the point. It's a wrestling show. Why else would you be hyped for it? The aesthetics. 
I'm mega hate for washing my hair. Acoustic. Like, what? He's for washing his hair. Yeah. <laughs> Words collect. Like, what? It's a shit fest. No, it's like, not. You know, what's great... the point in it? It's just to showcase. I, it's I just to try and showcase the NXT UK. Really? Yeah, NXT UK is literally a brand that was created to kill the UK independent scene. Like, there's the, there's nothing there. It's not entertaining. Fucking, I don't <laughs> care whether. Especially from that guy on Twitter. Oh God, yes, I forgot about went that. In. Yeah, your guys went in because there was no comedy segments. Like, he needs to go back to watching like me and Rosser or something if he it's, wants comedy segments. But like NXT UK, I can't watch it. I've tried and I just I can't. It's too watch cringe it. for me. I physically just there's there's too many wrestlers there that should be on the indies, like honing a character or honing their skill a wee bit more, but they've been picked up so that they couldn't go to World of Sport originally, and now probably so that they can't go to any of the American indies that would have taken British talent. Like it's the reason I'm glad Haskins went to fucking ROH. And like Okay, if you look at NXT UK as its separate own entity, it's fucking horrible, it's stupid, it shouldn't exist. But if you just look at Worlds Collide on its own and the build that they've had with the NXT guys and the wrestlers from NXT UK that are going to be on that show, and I'm really hyped for it because I want to see them wrestle. It's just there's two more that they're going to announce for the Cruiserweight Championship match. You don't care about the Cruiserweight Championship, so that doesn't uh, bother me. The match is going to be good. If doesn't get it, I'm going to be annoyed. Swerve needs to take some sort of title in the next three months. He is fucking fantastic. Who does? Swerve. Swerve. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know who else from NXT UK would be classed as a Cruiserweight to go into that. Tyler Bate. Half of the NXT UK roster, other than the Coffins and Dan Mostoff. Mark Andrews. Yeah. You could throw Jordan Devlin in there if you really wanted to. Oh, no, he's fighting... Um, Anyone that isn't a coffee or Imperium. Oh, no, it's yeah. Cecilia. I, he, he I would love Dan Matt to go into it. Like, there's no way he's under 205, but throw him in anyway. Because it won't be Tyler Bate, because Tyler Bate's going to be in a tag team match. Yes. No, yeah. it'll be Andrews or fucking... Mebster. Is Ligero still going or is he retired? Yeah, Ligero's still going, I think. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It could be any one of them, boys. I or think it, A-Kid? Isn't A-Kid wrestling for NXT UK? But, so Paul's saying it's Banks Devlin, but isn't Banks fighting already? No, I don't think so. No. I wasn't going to put Devlin against Balor again. But, no, they've got Dragunov versus Balor. That's going to be a good uh, match. Yeah. So, like, you've got some really good matches. So, Dragunov versus Balor is going to be great. Ripley versus Tony, Tony Storm was great the two times... Three times I've seen it already, so that'll be good again. You've got Mustache Mountain versus DIY. That's DIY getting back together. You've got um, Imperium versus UE. Like, there's some really, really good matches. So I assume then, I my thoughts about you really what happened. You need to look at the fucking NXT punches if you're talking about fake punches. <laughs> Sorry, but um, I was thinking back to this week's NXT and I had a plan that they were going to do the final at Worlds Collide. Has that been confirmed or is this just your No, mainly because of the results this week and if you look at the bracket. Yeah. Oh, what? Because of of what Imperium versus UE is what's the most expected outcome. Yeah, because on one side you've got UE versus Grizzled Young Veterans, I think. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) 
Um, so I think because it looks like you've had an NXT UK versus NXT, and whoever's won from one match last week, you the the opposite has won this week. I honestly, what I think the final of tournament's going to be now, looking at it, I think it's going to be Grizzle Young Vets <laughs> against Don and Riddle. And I think yeah. Grizzle Young Vets win it. So that they have an NXT against NXT UK final. Like, not final, but you know what I mean, payoff. Rather yeah. than doing what they did last year where Black and Ricochet won it as a made-up tag team. In theory, yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, if, if it ties in with the whole Imperium UE story, then... Because that, that's, that's where they're... That's where it's leading well, either way. Well, in, in, sorry, Undisputed Era's match is this Wednesday, and I can see Imperian interfering, costing UE the match, and that's how Grizzled Young Vets get through to the final, and that leads to Worlds Collide, which is on Saturday. Yeah, that's and right. It's further I'm going to fight the Sly again back in a minute. Yeah, because you think it, the thing is, you're not going to have your... Wow, uh, that's him killing a fly. You're not gonna <laughs> missing a fly, I or missing it probably. You're not gonna get. Um, you're not gonna get your champions, your tag team champions, to win the Dusty Classic. To then, there's nothing to come at the end of it. There's no reward for winning that. It's normally been you win that, you have a title shot. So yeah, it seems a bit odd for them to be in. It seems odd for if, them to be in it. This level of detail, should we just start an XT then? Yeah, let's talk about it. Go on then. Uh, so Keith Lee kicked us off, um, talking about how he won his uh, number one contendership match last week to face Roderick Strong. Um, he was then attacked by Undisputed Era. Uh, they got a chair, attacked him from behind with the chair with his knees, and then did the usual foot spot where they trap his foot with the chair. Go on, Toast. I'm just glad it's not me pointing out about Moro anymore. Like if Paul's going off in the chat about it, I'm like, I'm well, there was no Nigel. Back. I've I've made lots of pops at Moro. Yes, he annoys me, but not any more than Jr. does. So I just deal with shit commentators now. Um, I actually think Keith Lee's fucking opening segment was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like, you know, it reminded me. It reminded me of a rock promo. Uh, it reminded me of a Attitude Era esque rock promo. I mean, that's high praise, like. That's uh, setting the bar pretty high. So we're we're gonna like have some form of role reversal here because Toast has just praised an NXT segment I didn't particularly enjoy. Really? Um, so it started off with Maru coming up with stupid things just to kind of try and get himself over. So he described <laughs> Keith Lee as as a Brobdon Nagian figure um, of epic proportions or something. Um, I just which, ignore him though. Was just was, was just irritating, and then at the end of this segment, Keith Lee can't stand up. Yet later on in the same show, he's throwing people around like fucking empty tracksuits. It's it's bad, bad. Bearing in mind that next week he's going to be selling that ankle against Keith Lee uh, against uh, Roderick Strong. I just think that's really poor from somebody who's supposed to be fairly experienced. I think see. That segment's building it up. It's building it up as if Keith Lee's going to destroy Roddy. I think Roddy's going to beat him next week. Um, and it's a shame because I think Keith Lee should probably be the guy to take the title off Roddy. But I think they might have bigger things in mind for Keith Lee. Yeah. So I think he's going to lose next week. And this is an excuse that they done the job on him and hurt him. 
yeah, he loses next week and then goes on to either take the big title at some point or goes up to the main roster. So my, my prediction long term is Keith Lee loses this because of undisputed era interference. Uh, Champa loses to Cole at Takeover in February, and Keith Lee takes the title off Cole at Mania. I think Keith Lee's skipping. Uh, he's bypassing, bypassing North American title because he's above that now. Um, yeah. that, that's no disrespect to Roddy, but he's going to have a big Rumble spotlight. Yeah, he's going to be. He's going to have a massive Rumble showing, and I think he will be on Raw or SmackDown very soon. I reckon he might just bypass NXT completely. And then they, be lost in the they can build the whole like fucking thing else. around him. They can build the whole fucking thing around Keith Lee. But you said that about Ricochet, and look at him now. True. They still can build the whole fucking thing around Ricochet. Uh, they never will, because he can't open a show, and they'll never give the top title to anybody who can't open the Raw show. Well, it, yeah, I show. mean, Ricochet's promos still need work. But if he can get a bit more confidence in that, then yeah, they, yeah, they, they could with him. With Keith Lee, he's got... He's, the total package. Yeah. They've got everything. Uh, yeah. And you're right. I think they could, but I still think they'll give him the NXT title because they're trying to build NXT as equal on footing and with honestly, Raw and SmackDown. I think, I think, and I can see where you're coming from, but I mean, to, to a sense that they, they try and validate Keith Lee by giving him the title. Um, in a sense, hopefully they, hopefully they won't need to. I'm not sure, sure, sure it's about validating Keith Lee. I think it's validating NXT by giving what they see as one of their top stars. Um, yeah, the title, the NXT title, to try and say, look, this is this is a legitimate thing that we can do now. This is a legitimate show. Fair. Interesting. Uh, we then had our first Dusty Classic match which was Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. I personally really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was a nice match. Really good match as far as I'm concerned. Um, it, was, it was okay. It was fine. It was obviously going to be the, the high-flying spots from Andrews and Webster. You, you'd expect that. Um, the only massive issue I have with it is the ending. Who complained last week about uh, the Omega Hangman finisher? Me. Was it you, Smooth? One? Okay, I apologise, Matthew. Um, I think it was me. I it thought it was you, me. Matthew. Um, my bad. Um, this finisher is absolute dog shit. And it's awful. Riddle, Riddle did not hit it. He was not clean. He completely missed it. Um, in theory, it's a good idea. I don't think they're going to be able to perform it against anyone because I think they hit Andrews with it off the top of my head. And on, both yeah. Andrews and Webster are cruiserweights. There's no way they're hitting this against anyone bigger than those guys. But again, the same argument for uh, Page and Hangman. This is a, a three or four week um, thing that's going to lead to a fuse when they lose the title opportunity that they get. One one of them will make a poor decision. Um, it probably be Keith. Uh, sorry, Matt, Matt Riddle will be the one who costs them the, the match. And after the match, Pete Dunne will do his finger spots, but instead of using fingers, he'll use Matt Riddle's toes, and Vince will be pissing himself in the backstage. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He, back to the finisher. I think the, my biggest problem is he's trying to do the bitter end, right? And when he's got him up for the bitter end, that's where Riddle comes in with his knee strike, from what I can remember. It looks like a pump handle in the two-man GTS. 
and what it's, I think they were trying to do. Like it just didn't. It just didn't look like anything. It just looked like an absolute mess. Because I think the only way that you could get the only way that I think they could have done it better is you know when he does his Xplex, where he's literally just yeah. he, he picks them up and yeets them and they flip over. That's where you could have that as a finisher because you could flip him over. And as he's coming back down, Matt Riddle comes in with the the knee strike. Yeah, with the expect think... ex, with the expect, there's there's that element of unpredictability about landing. I mean, for instance, for that for that expect early on in that match, I don't know who it was done to, but fuck me, that was a rough landing. It yeah, was... I think it was to I think it was to Webster. I think. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, fucking hell, it it yeah, it didn't look pretty. But then you 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 throw the ra- random element into something where he's going to throw a fucking knee into it. That's not cool. That wouldn't work. Personally. I just I just think they needed to have done something different. Obviously, they're trying they to. They don't use... need to combine their bo- both of their finishes for it to work. It they could come up with happen. a new one. Yeah, just have a new finisher. Like, no, fine. no, stop and <laughs> stop and touch. No, you yeah. cannot do that. But um, yeah, it was won by uh, Dun and Riddle um, after whatever that was. Um, I think. Who are they facing next week? Yes. Uh, UE? No, UE have got Grizzled Young Vets, and these have got... Imperium, the... Imperium. Yes. See, this is why... Is because... it, or is it the other way around? I can't remember anymore. I think it's the other way around, but you caught me off with such confidence, I just... I No, <laughs> no because I, I'm pretty sure that them versus Grizzled Young Vets will be the final, which means next week can't be them versus Grizzled Young Vets. Let me get it up in front of me. Nobody cares anyway. What's I care. That's against service. Don't do a RVD. Um, it's Imperium versus the Broserweights. Right. So this is effectively NXT because the Broserweights are NXT versus NXT UK, which is what I was saying earlier. Yeah, there you go. Class, right? Let's go. Was and time? then you had um, there was another sneak attack from Nikki Sneaky. Undisputed Era. I think they tried to attack. Who were they attacking this? Champa. Was it Champa? The Champa came out to the ring and cut the same promo that he's cut for the last four weeks. And you all know that Champa's my favourite wrestler, but I'm getting bored. I'm getting bored of this. I'm getting bored of Champa just saying the same thing over and over and over again. And as much as I'm hyped for the end of this segment, which was UE came out and attacked him and then Johnny Gargano came down and made the save and we're getting DIY reuniting for Worlds Collide. And I'm really hyped about that. But I think that has managed to cover the fact that actually the build to Cole versus Champa is dragging on so long that it's getting boring. I've got an issue with those two getting back together. Go for it. It reeks of shit booking and Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens vibes. I don't like it. If you have a big fucking blood feud, blood feud where you're going to kick the shit out of each other and death match it up, you can't then just go a couple of months later. Eh? Fist bump, tag team buddies were both heels. But they did that last year anyway. <laughs> I know, but it's <laughs> shit booking. It's like oh, if you have a big death feud, like fucking whatever they're... They have a last man standing or a blood match. They, or something. Yeah, they, like they, three, didn't they? They, they had a street each other fight. on the shelf and all last this one. shit. You yeah. can't then go, ah, we both happen to be good guys. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear Mustache Mike? We're talking shit. 
let's get him. It's like, no, that doesn't work. It's... I, I oh. can't disagree with that, but I'm still excited to watch DIY. Oh, yeah, you know? definitely. <laughs> like, definitely. I, we'll I watch that match with We're consumer whores and how. I, That's I, yeah, I, I love DIY, even though I wasn't around when they were around the first time. I've been back and watched some of the matches and I was around last time. And yeah, just I'm really excited to see them, even if it is shit booking to put them back together. Like, yeah. You're going to be the reason that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens end up as tag champs again sometime in the next six months. When WWE get bored and go, oh, fuck Sammy it, Z- them together. Sami Zayn will never be a WWE title holder ever again. How much you want to put on it? I will put 20 quid on it. Right, okay. You Done. hear it here first. Uh, yeah, if there's not any time around Saudi, then it's fine, isn't it? <laughs> Oof. Uh... <laughs> What was the segment after this one? Uh, it was the Time Splitters versus Grizzled Young Vets. <laughs> this match was okay. Right? Was I have my issues with the Time Splitters. They need to keep Alex Shelley. I um, completely agree. Because there's the only it, way anyone's going to get invested in Kushida. On I, I genuinely was more invested in this Kushida match than I have been to any other Kushida match since he's joined. So, instantly bring Alex. I didn't even, I've never watched an Alex Shelley match. What? Just, I haven't. I didn't yeah. know. What any fucking machine guns? I didn't know anything about him until last week when he was in. Am I the only one that's seen him with a city machine guns match? I don't know what the Motor City machine guns are. Yeah, I sounds like no a idea. really shit band. Uh, <laughs> Dak is Dak in the chat? Someone help me out here. Um, it sounds so, like somebody from Discord. No, 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 we've got a couple of people in the chat. Yeah, all right, all right. So right. You won't have seen it then. A couple, it goes back a couple of years ago, but maybe it was five, six years ago, back to when Impact was basically what AEW is now slightly. Um, and they had a tag division where there was a motor set of machine guns, which is Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, which were really high flying and mad bastards. And then you had like Daniel Zazarian and a whole lot of other teams. But machine guns are class. And Saban, I think, is actually doing part time coaching at the Performance Center the next he's out injured. But yeah, no, Alex Shelley's fantastic. Prime see, TNA, there you go. See, I I didn't know who he was, and then I was really I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed what watching him and Kushida rip it up. I could see those two being the team that eventually take the titles off uh, UE. It would be nice to have an actual tag team that is half as good as um, UE on the NXT roster. Because at the moment, there's no tag teams on the NXT roster. It's literally just Imperium, but they're technically NXT. They're still NXT UK. Grizzled young veterans. It's almost a tiny... There's a tiny, tiny little bit. The only nitpicking thing about this match for me was Kushida jumping before he was pushed at the end. Yeah. That's it. That's the only little bit. But it it was like like a second off. Everything else, yeah, it was a perfectly fine match. I'm, as as with Smoothman, I'd not seen an Alex Shelley match before. I didn't watch Prime TNA. I laughed at it from a distance, mainly. What? You are? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know I did. I was like, I'm fucking TNA. Shit, you know. Oh, right. Yeah, good angle. No, let's go back. See if you're talking about TNA, right? It had its issues where, like, fucking, well, they're Hogan and Bischoff kind of fucked it, or when Russo was there and hired anyone who had ever had a WWE contract in their life. Yeah. That resulted in a couple of good things. Like Christian was fantastic. He his work with Joe was great. 
when Angle came in, Angle worked well with Joe and AJ and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. I mean, I've, I've I've seen like going back, I've seen bits of it now. I've like sort of gone over and seen like age. Um, was it? Um, Angle's debut with the whole Samoa Joe appearing up behind after that. That's fantastic camera work. Things like that, and that's something like the main event Mafia and Aces yeah. and Aces. And I've seen bits and bobs of TNA from from back in the day, sort of like the highlight reel, so to say. But um, yeah, Jericho just, was there. What? What? Jericho oh, was shut there. Up. What? Shut up, sweet. Um, what? Like no, all that. Like back then, it was like you had to pick through the garbage. Like there was some shit, but you had the stuff like Young Bucks before they were Young Bucks. They were Generation Me, fake yeah. machine guns. And mad fucking wrestling going on back then. Couldn't cut promos to save their lives. Hmm. But the wrestling was fucking quality. Well, isn't that why they set up being elite to try and teach them how to do uh, promos? They did better when they were in Japan. So basically, that's how the Young Bucks got to Japan, right? So uh, they were Generation Me and Impact, and they ended up leaving because Impact wouldn't book them enough times for them to make the money they needed. So they left, but they had made really good mates with Okada when Okada was over an Impact on yeah. his excursion. Yeah. Like, Impact didn't really use Okada very well. Like they paired him with Joe and had him be like Joe's tall boy or something. Um, but they made really good friends with him backstage. And that's how the box eventually got into New Japan was through Okada, who obviously became the ace and went, look, bring these boys in, they'll be good. And then they ended up going over. Indeed. Um, so the match was won by Gibson and Drake. Um, I think this took a lot of people off guard because I think people see Shelley being brought in to be with Kushida. There needs to be some sort of payoff for it. And then they lost. I think what? the payoff is going to be those two working together as a team and getting better. Like You'll see them in the next couple of weeks wrestle another team and maybe just about lose. But it's all going to be building up to the shaking the rust off for Shelley and then them two working together as a team and just the, the casual build to them being absolutely fantastic. Which is great, which is fine. Um, this also confirmed that my prediction of, oh, it's just going to be NXT UK versus NXT all the way through this tournament. That's why I think it could potentially be um, Imperium and Undisputed Era in the final, and instead of having the final NXT, they just put it at Worlds Collide. When is Worlds Collide? Because they're fighting each other anyway. When is Worlds Collide? Like this, this Saturday. Is the, word, is the match at Worlds Collide not a four-on-four? Four? No idea. Yeah, It hasn't been confirmed, but that would make sense because it's two four-person yeah, teams. I think it's going to include team. Walter and Cole and not be like just the two tag teams. Okay. I think it's going to be a big four-on-four war, and I think you're going to have the complete opposite final. Uh, well, I'm going to see next week, but I think it's going to be the other two teams in the final. Yeah, I, because I think Balor and Dunn have to win it so that they get the title opportunity at the next um, pay-per-view so they can set up a feud between Dunn and Riddle for WrestleMania. Could do exactly what Paul said as well. If it is the other final, they could put that at the words to let. Yeah. Yeah. Either or. Because, it, again, this whole thing is NXT UK versus NXT, effectively. So there's, there's no point in... Because if you look through it, NXT UK was against NXT when it was Imperium and Forgotten Sons. You had Bruiser Waits yeah, versus yeah, that, yeah, that's the pattern all the way through. It's, it's Yeah, that, that's what it is, isn't it? Isn't it? 
but yeah, it, it, it has to be because they're building to worlds collide, so they're obviously going to book it like that. Yeah, cool. Glad we clarified that up. Just reaffirming the put. Yeah, let's move. I would just let's like go. to make sure you understand. Next um, segment: uh, Leo Rush, Tyler Breeze versus Isaiah Swerve. Scott. Fantastic match, love it. Um, for a spot in the Fatal Four Way against the NXT Cruiserweight Champion at Worlds Collide. Um, I, yeah, I agree with Toast. This was phenomenal. It was a great match. And I, Toast watched it today. We, I think the three, I don't know whether Matt, when Matt saw it, but the three of us saw, watched NXT today. Toast oh, watched, watched it. NXT I watched night. it yesterday. Oh, whatever. No. Me, me and Toast watched it today. I started watching about 10, 15 minutes after Toasted. All of a sudden I see Toast going, give, give Swerve a title now. He needs a title. And then I go, oh, okay, let's see how good this match is. Oh, shit, yeah, he needs a title. He needs something. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Leo Rush, I thought Leo Rush was fantastic as well in this match. Mm-hmm. And I could, I mean, I, I put it in the DM group, but I could, I could see him back on the main, back on Raw or SmackDown, just feuding with someone. Cause it, as long as they keep him away from Bobby Lashley. I think Trips protects him. I think Trips is going to keep him down in NXT where he'll be put against guys that he can have great matches with. And he goes to the main roster, he gets lost, like, yeah, it's a shame absolutely. though because he because he's great on the mic as well. He's but the, Leo's brilliant. But you basic there's no there's no point to go into the main roster if you're a good wrestler who's also good on the mic because you just get lost in a sea of people who are good wrestlers and sort of good on the mic, and you're not going to get booked. You're not going to get any creative freedom. You're going to get booked in segments that Vince wants to laugh at, and you, if you get over in them. Maybe in three years' time you might get a push. But we said about Buddy Murphy, and we said about some of the other guys that have Cedric. had it at cruiserweight, Cedric Alexander. And look what's happened to them. Where's Cedric Alexander? When was the last time we saw him on TV? Couple of Buddy weeks, Murphy's man. jobbing yeah. out to Alistair Black, and, that, and all right, he's now in the authors of Architects of whatever it is. <laughs> authors of Architects of Messiah. All yeah. words that start with A. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've heard a great name for that tag team. By the way, if you put the if you put the first letter of Buddy Murphy, the first letter of Razor, the first letter of Acom, and the first letter of Seth Rollins, you get Bras. That's what they should be called. Bras. Bras. Brilliant. Holding up, holding up Raw, holding up the Raw division, supporting the Raw division. <laughs> You stand up to the Raw division is full of tits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh, is it, when Matt was going through that then, I was like, please don't say anything inappropriate. <laughs> I thought it was going to go Benoit, you know. I really did. Somewhere, I thought it was going Benoir. <laughs> Can we get through a podcast, Chris? <laughs> like, Jesus. Oh, it, was, it was heading that way. For Let him rest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it. You could tell from this match, um, Breeze was there as the strong man, to be honest. Yeah, and he's the mainstay of NXT. He's obviously come back and worked with Fandango when well, they kept saying to. he's the NXT OG, didn't they? Yeah, yeah which he is. And I'm, I've, I don't think he looked out of place. He no, didn't, he brilliant. He, he looks awesome. I'm just devastated for Tyler Breeze because he could have done so well. I don't like, think he stuff, but he lived up to his potential of being the next Dolph Ziggler. I yeah. mean, 
That's the gimmick they gave him. They pushed him like that. Oh, he's blonde and athletic. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what he's done now is he's carved himself a new niche back in NXT. So I think he's one of the very, 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 very few people to who were really sort of bottom end on the main roster to have been able to go back and refresh yourself and mm. and enjoy going to work every week. I think he's in the best fucking position he's been in since. Yes, definitely. Uh, he is definitely. Maybe, I just Matt, wish okay, it fashion been files. For him. Yeah, fashion files was, was good fun. The but it fashion wasn't files was fucking terrible. And no. Anybody who thinks otherwise needs to get lost. With Breeze as well, what he gets to do is he goes to NXT, does however many shows a month, maybe three or four, depending on the house shows. He then goes home, he can do his up, up, down, down with Woods, and he gets to do his flat back, flat back training school with Sean yeah. Pierce. So man's happy sitting in Florida doing the training school. I think he does. I think he's, I think he streams a bit as well. Occasionally he streams. Yeah, um, I think he does. Is he one of the ones that's paired in with Baron Corbin on the stream channel? I Baron don't Corbin know. has a stream channel with two other wrestlers. I think it might be Dio and someone. I don't know who it is, but uh, off the top of my head. Anyway, can I do? Not a clue. Uh, creative, WWE creative team over in uh, Chris's chat has made a good point. Breezango have a chance in NXT with the lack of tag teams. It when they jobbed out fucking quickly. Right. They... So- let, let's just let's just stop there. If they had a chance as a tag team, they would have been in the tag team tournament rather than forcing random wrestlers together. Well, Fandango might be injured again. Well, he was on TV the week before the tournament started. He might be injured again. You don't know. You can get injured in a week, Matthew. Yeah, but like, he doesn't do anything in that week, does he? So, I mean, he doesn't do anything when he's on TV either. He's fucking useless. Cheers. Usual amazing angry input from Matthew. You love to see it. Um, we then finished with the uh, the number one contender NXT Women's Battle Royal. Um, me and Toast have very similar views on this. We were talking about it in the DMs today. Oh. Um, I was bored for the first 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I ended up skipping it for a bit. But, oh, fucking come on. Let's just... Get 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 the jobbers out first, and then and then I sort of came back in when it was when it was the final six. Okay, right here we go. Let's let's enjoy this. Let's see who goes out first. Oh, Candice. Oh yeah, it was it was perfectly good. Um, I, I past that point, it it just dragged. So I mean, I mean, maybe it was, it was an attempt to showcase the women's division. What? There were some good spots, but there was some real shit wrestling. Yeah. Battle Royals always have And I'm saying that knowing full well that the AEW women's match this week was fucking terrible. <laughs> but there were some real shit spots. And I will say this, of two people who I like as wrestlers, Shayna Baszler and Mercedes Martinez done that spot that I fucking hate. It's like two wrestlers standing off relatively big and they start throwing punches at each other. Initially, they sell the punches. Then it gets down to where they're just like... <laughs> That's yeah. Not even slapping each other, but basically yeah, that shit, and just like not selling. And I'm like, I've been in fights. You're, you're trying to sell a fight to me. If you're hitting people with multiple punches and they're not moving, you're doing something wrong. The the, the only people I've good. seen pull off that sell spot. A product, don't do it. Honestly, yeah. the only people I've seen pull off that spot is Owens and Zayn. Everything else just. It just doesn't work. If you're going to do that spot, you have to do the New Japan where, like, you had who was it, Tomohiro Ishii, and who was the the other big? Was it Suzuki? Suzuki. And and they literally just 
sell every single yeah, and they sell every single hit great. for three or four yeah. seconds. That's all right, but when you've got the it's just it's the one shit. where they're stood together and they're holding each other's heads. Yeah, and going, so they've got one arm and they're just going. Like, no, do something else. Um, I genuinely. I uh, know. I mean, the reason why they did it was to show people who didn't know Mercedes Martinez was to that. Oh fuck, she's a big deal. If Shayna's have if Shayna's doing that with her, she's got to be a big deal. Hmm. That's fine. Yeah. I just um, think. Go on. Sorry, Tyson, I cut you off. I was just going to say, do you know what was funny to me? Was uh, Robbie, because I refuse to call him by that shit name they give him, Robbie and fucking Chelsea Green coming out before it and going, no, I'm too big a deal to be in this fucking battle royale. Immediately shot on the whole battle royale. <laughs> That's fucking funny. No matches in NXT or maybe a couple in the past, whatever. It's too big to be in the, uh, or in the battle royale. And I'm like, You've just shot on like the twelve or fifteen women they've crammed into. She the... was in the battle royal. She wasn't. No, she wasn't. She wasn't. No, she wasn't. She was supposed to be, and then she wasn't in it because she was too big for they it. They replaced with Casey Catanzaro, didn't they? Yeah, which was a big surprise because we all thought she was injured. No, she fucking left. Tired. Quick, she took a Yeah, that's what. Yeah. You see, I never. Saw, I saw a load of places report it, and then like two days later, she posted a new finisher, and that was all I saw of it. I stopped um, watching, but yeah, if she said she'd quit, then fair enough. Overall, with this battle royale, I get that right, they haven't got any storylines built up for someone to face Rhea because there's not like there's pre made storylines they could have attached themselves to. Taken. Wait, <laughs> there's one, two. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so they went, fuck it, battle royale. And you're like, oh, yeah. sorry, we're going to throw like six. But you, you know why? You know what? No, no, battle royale, no right? throw 15 in because we have to show off all our new sentences. Like, you don't have to show them off. No, get them out there. Yeah, Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez with the only new signing. But you've got to remember, it's a week before, uh, like no, a week and a half before. Hardwell and shot, uh, fucking showed her black, black heart. Showed her black for, for over a month ago on NXT. So you're well, wrong did there. Did Hardwell or did the other girl? I don't know. Uh, I don't fucking know who that Diana Brazo well. Brazo's definitely fought on TV before. She's in NXT UK sometimes as well. Who? Diana Perazzo. She wasn't in it. She was. Was she? Yeah, she had like she black was with like grey bits in her hair. Are you sure that wasn't Indy Hartwell? No, that was Diana. They mentioned on commentary Diana okay. Perazzo. But there were a couple of girls that were making their debut in that match other than uh, Martinez. There was no need for it. Like it was just and it killed the last half of that show. It was, but there was there was two reasons why they had the, the multi-women battle royal. The first reason is because the Rumble's coming up and they want to show you that people know how to throw each other over the top rope. And give them practice in case they're in the actual Royal Rumble. And the second reason is because AEW have fucked their women's division and they've thought, let's show off how many good women we've got and we've got five different people who can go for the title so let's show all them off and we'll show off the rest of the division at the same time and it's arrogance and i didn't like it at all but that's why they did it okay um the only there was one nice spot in this which actually continued a storyline um and that was the tegan Knox dakota kai where dakota kai pretty much this also pissed me off because dakota kai was advertised for the match um, was she? Tegan Knox then said she couldn't get wait to get her hands on Dakota Kai 
um, in the match, in her promo at the start of the show when she was hugging um, Candice. Mm. And then, obviously, Kai doesn't come out. Then no mention of it until 30 seconds before she shows, Maru Ronello goes, and obviously Dakota Kai is conspicuous by her absence. And less than a minute after he said that, she came out and pushed Tegan. That was definitely a feed line. That had to been a feed line. But it's yeah, but that's not the way you do. It. Like oh, I you, get it. You say it at the start. You, you say it at the start. If you're gonna if you're gonna feed it, you feed it at the start and say, "Oh, Dakota Kai looks like she's pussied out and facing up against Tegan Knox or something." You don't say it half a minute before she fucking comes down because that's just stupid. It's yeah. poor, poor work. It's more poor stuff. I actually thought NXT was a three star show this week. Normally, I think it's four and a half stars. I, I think it was an average show at best this week. The thing is, as well, they no one knew that Shayna Baszler was going to be in it. And then no. she turned up. Yeah, I mean, that and, was cool. And they, they had all the entrances, and then they waited for a minute and a half, and all the wrestlers got ready, and then they had Shayna Baszler's entrance music start as well. That annoyed me as well. It was just poorly run. Poorly no, executed. no, 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 no. That wasn't poorly executed. I don't think that was poorly executed at all. It was, it was right. Okay, let's get ready for the match. Right, I know who I'm going to be facing for you, etc. All of a sudden, you, oh fuck me, the the, the former ch- the champion's coming in now. Oh shit. Yes, storytelling yeah. wise, that's all right. But why was there an extra long gap between her entrance and anybody else's? Builds up anticipation. So it's it's, it's all storyline and not not actual like legitimate. It it takes you out of it takes you out of the. The situation, I didn't like it at all. It didn't affect me at all in any way. <laughs> it was like, okay, oh, cool, Shane is in it. Sweet. All right, fine, go. Um, thoughts on Belair winning over Io Shirai? Makes sense. Makes sense. Go for down the line and let Rhea have a defense against it, someone who yeah, so... didn't like it, did they? Also, no, no. I tell you what, right? So, uh, fucking, this is a point I'll pick on, and you've just said something that Morrow said. Morrow was like, Oh, much to the chagrin of the crowd, fucking Belair's eliminated Eo. Uh, when Belair eliminates Eo, the crowd starts chanting EST, which is Belair's yeah. own fucking gimmick. The crowd yeah. were behind Belair. Yeah. So the crowd did like it, but Morrow went much to the crowd chagrin. And it wasn't. They chanted EST, which is her own fucking gimmick. Yeah. So I don't understand where Morrow got that from. Like, I don't understand why he's went to the crowd chagrin because she's healed. But the crowd all start chanting EST, which is See, their whole fucking It was thing. because the crowd were chanting EO for the entire time that it was just those mm. two left. Yeah, but as soon as fucking she put EO over the top, it was EST. Yeah, yeah. I no, thought it was flat. No. I don't know whether that was just me not really paying attention, but... No, I, I thought, I thought when she pushed her over, the crowd it were like pop. EST yeah, the crowd were behind it. The... I, th- I think it's the right decision. You can say that EO didn't win because she had gone through so much and so many extra people had targeted her. If you look throughout the match, there's lots of spots where people are targeting EO Shirai. Bianca Belair gets to rest for a lot of it. So you can say that Belair was fresher and that's the way that you protect EO. It saves EO for further down the line. You can't take the title off Ripley in her first defence. No, apart from a rematch. Hey, could it be fucking funny if they did, though? <laughs> Only because you want to see my reaction. Yeah, actually, it would be shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, In the chat, yeah, Belair's underrated talent. Belair is underrated, but to me, I, I don't. It's not that I don't get it. It's that I don't think she, she's a level below. That I mean, if you got, if you, if you say you got the, the, the upper echelons, you got Candice, Io, um, Shayna, Rhea. 
they're, they're, they're the top four. Then just below that, you'd have Bel Air, me, him. I mean, me, maybe a bit lower than that. But you, you see you're what not, I'm saying? No, Miriam uh, is not below Bella. Like, Miriam is way down. The, she might as well be with... Uh, no, 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 no. no, no that, that, that's you're harsh. talking shit, man. No, can, can, I, can I say, uh, it, it's more the gimmick for me, for Miriam, that I, that I just... It's something that I just never really resonated with back back in uh back back when sort of she she's had one really good she had one really really good match quite recently and that's the sort of ladder match was yeah that was it she had a re- that that ladder match she was fantastic but then other than that I think she's underperformed in every match she's been in personally Wait, that I've seen. you get to see Mia Yim versus Martinez in um later on down the line whenever they eventually get booked up in a match or a few they're going to be fucking fantastic i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure you will but but i mean it's just i've not i don't like the gimmick i don't like and everything i mean i've heard she was fantastic in what well, she came from tna i presume didn't she i heard she was yeah, fantastic she was in tna and she was brilliant in that and that, that, you know all well and good but for me she's just it hasn't she hasn't sort of it hasn't clicked with her yet for me personally fair enough I have nothing else oh. to add. It's just got silent now, so speak. Well, that's well, that's NXT done. Um, no, this is just now that NXT's done, Smooth. And what was the ratings for NXT this week? I have no idea. They were shite. Seven seven hundred k. They lost. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll not talk about who they lost. It seven hundred k. That's a decent number. Not it's not top tier number. But... No, no, I wasn't going to say they lost to AEW. I was going to say they lost <laughs> seven thousand. Oh, did they? No, they lost thirty one thousand, and AEW lost seven thousand, didn't they? From the week before. The numbers mm, are I strange to me, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that once once, once we know the AEW numbers. Let's go to AEW. Even A-Dub. even though I've not seen it, um, I'll probably watch it tomorrow. <laughs> even though you're going to tell me what happens, it's um, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, it's, it's a very good show this week. I, I think. think it's the best. I can step back show. if Matt's got to fucking promote it. Like I could step back and chill. I, Matt, I genuinely Matt can think take over this segment. Potential takeover host. But I, I think this week's AEW is the best weekly TV show, weekly wrestling TV show there's ever been. <laughs> so it started certainly with, since I've been watching it. So it started with the Fatal Four Way number one contenders match. Do we reference Baron Corbin's tweet? <laughs> <laughs> Because Baron Corbin is the reason that uh, NXT didn't get seven hundred thousand and one viewers this week. <laughs> um, he was he was uh, focused on the uh, AE dub. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Oh, it was so bad. Uh, so this match was like it was always going to be, for lack of a better term, of clusterfuck. Like it was a four man tag. You had Young Bucks, Omega, Hangman. Proud and powerful and best friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they're all used to doing indie tag matches or even AAA, CMLL tag matches. It's like the tags are a bit less strict, which I think is going to be interesting if the Revival do end up signing with AEW when they leave. I think they'll wrestle under the name FTR, by the way, not uh, Shadow Machine. Just said that. But if they sign, I think they're going to, like, put in clauses that they have to use the actual rules and stuff and it'll be an interesting twist but this match was fucking great um like the the one segment from this match that i didn't particularly like but orange cassidy saved was the 
the nine-man suplex. I hated that. You see that setup when they started doing it as two-on-two? And then, is the box fucked it up? Like, I think if you watch it, I I, the two box, one goes one side, one goes the other. And then Santana comes over and hammers Matt in the back, as in to say, get the fuck, and sends Matt over to the right side. Because I think it's like the box and... It must be the box and Hangman Omega... Where yeah. Hangman Omega on the one side, and then you have Proud best friends and Proud and Powerful. But Santana just comes over and hammer blows Matt Jackson <laughs> in the back, and you can see like he ducks his head as if to say, "You're on the fucking wrong side." <laughs> so Matt just conveniently shimmies over, and then they do like that. They do the, the half me. lift and half lift, and then it killed me. And then you see, obviously, Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy rolling in the ring. You're like, okay, this is what this is about. <laughs> And he joins the suplex with his hands in his fucking pockets, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then he kicks up still with his hands in his pockets. I, lo- I yeah. love. I Orange I absolutely Cassidy. hate Orange Cassidy. I it, love it, Orange it was Cassidy. fun for about three weeks, but actually, that saved that spot because that spot was going like Toe said. It was going horrendously because one of the one of uh, I couldn't remember whether it was the Young Bucks or whether it was it's Hangman. Matt, and, Matt okay. fucked it up. Yeah, and he joined the wrong side, and then he stands up, turns around, and joins it again, um, which really throws you out of it. But yeah, it, apart from that, the rest of the match, the fact that they were so fast and loose with the tags that it didn't really matter that you, you couldn't see every single tag. Um, it was a really, really good match. And the, the fact that we finally had the elite working together, as in the Young Bucks and uh, Omega and Paige actually worked together so they didn't they weren't stealing each other's positions in the match they just got in and did like three or four man moves on the other guys it was it was finally I, I I now understand that those people are together without having to have what's being the elite, the elite before you can see that they're friends because it's the first time they've interacted on AWTV I think so there was an interview this week I think it was with Busted XM um, or one of the radio stations where Cody was talking about Orange Cassidy and it was like, we haven't even scratched the surface with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy can really fucking go when he's in the ring mm. and whenever he does he's going to have that crowd behind him and it's going to be something massively special. So I actually agree with that, the way they're building him. They're letting him in for little bits, like he's usually just doing as we Fucking that, uh, what do you call it? Like frog splash or whatever you want to call it. He did oh, oh, yeah. He's got Stuff a different like name. And yeah. the suplex and the little bits and pieces. Now, he can actually wrestle. And Cody's giving it the big in. I think they're going to build him up to where he comes in and just bust out a fucking classic. Um, I know in, I think it's Beyond is the fed that AEW took uh, Statlander and fucking... Cassidy and a couple of others from. So I know he's wrestled Statlander and a few others down there, and he's actually done proper wrestling outside of his gimmick as well. Um, I think it's something to look forward to, is how they build him, and they're not going to force it. They're not pushing it quick right, right now. Yeah, uh, that'd, be good. that'd be good. If he can actually go, he might bring me back on side, because like I said, this was the first time in about six weeks that I've enjoyed Orange Cassidy. Fair enough. Um, Cody responding to MJF. I I like this promo. I know Matt's not going to because Matt hates Cody. Um, secretly wants to shag him and all that. But 
there was a lot of passion in it. It was typical Cody face promo where he showed a lot of passion and spared about it. And it did come off kind of 90-ish in the style. But that's kind of what Cody's been doing for a while. It's 90s face. 90s face? What? Baby face? <laughs> what did you think, Matt? Um, contrary to popular beliefs, I think this was one of the best wrestling promos of the year. Um, he fucking looked at the ladies. It's I, only 2020, as in January, mate. Yeah, We've got a long way to go. We have got a long way to go, and there <laughs> will probably be better promos. But he managed to put over your big man, who's MGF's mate, who I can't remember. Wardlow. 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 He managed to put over MGF. He managed to sell the fact that he really didn't want to be whipped live on telly. Yeah, but didn't. Didn't come across like he accepted the stipulation without coming across as an arrogant cunt, and that's what he's been. And every other promo he's ever done, he's come across as an arrogant cunt. I just want to die. And this promo, he came across as somebody who was genuinely fearful of going into a steel cage match with a big man. Somebody who realised that that was going to take it out of him when it was supposed to be ten days before the pay per view. He doesn't want to get whipped. He he doesn't want to go. Like he knows that MJF is gonna be a dick um, and like try and get him to hit him. So he doesn't want to do the stipulations, but he wants to get his hands on MJF so much that he will go along with it. I thought it was a really good promo. Spot on. Chris, thoughts? Plenty. <laughs> he hasn't watched it either. No, 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 no. I saw Cody's promo. I thought it was fantastic. Honestly, I, I can't say any more than I can't say more than Matt did. They wouldn't do it any more justice. It was a fantastic promo. Awesome. That's what I can say, really. Cool. Uh, so the payoff from what happened last week with Statlander, Shida, uh, and the Nightmare Collective was then a match this week with Chris Statlander, Chris Statlander and Shida uh, teaming up to t- take on Mel and Awesome Kong. So <sighs> no. it wasn't. So Awesome Kong is injured or ill. I can't remember. Um, but they Brandy replaced Brandy. Uh, which made this match. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, so I don't like Brandy wrestling at the best times. I've made that obvious. Anytime she's there, I'm like, just let her talk for someone or something. Let her come out and shake her tits, which is basically what she does. Um, controversial, I know, but let's let's be honest. She comes out as eye candy and a mouthpiece for someone. Yeah. Uh, the match was her- horrendous. Your girl, Mel, has apparently been on the indies for a while. She's tall but she seems like she's stiff and not in a hard-hitting way like she's, she's not sluggish as well. yeah sluggish she's not fluid with her moves um and then obviously there was the statlander bump where our statlander spot we're talking about where <laughs> she does like a flip off the apron yeah and like your girl wasn't in place for it at all so statlander the cast to grab her by the shoulder and pull her down. Um, I just this match was killer. As soon as I seen it was Brandy, I think I was in the DMs at the time, mm-hmm. and I was like, "The fuck is Brandy doing here?" <laughs> yeah. And I think it was Matt going, "What? It's supposed to be Cog." I'm like, "No, nope, it's Brandy." As soon as I thought it was Brandy, I thought this podcast is going to yeah. be fucking excellent this week. So <laughs> I, I like um, one of the podcasts that I listen to regularly, which isn't one of the ones I was listening to for New Japan predictions. Um, it's, Said that oh, they they've seen. Good podcast, uh, said that they'd seen um, Mel on the Indies, and she'd worked in a tag team for a while. Where 
they had somebody who was fast and could go build up to her then coming in to, for the end of the match to go and crash through somebody because she's obviously a taller woman um, and she's fairly hard-hitting. But when you team her with Brandy, who also can't have a big, big, long match because she's terrible in the ring, you've then got nothing. And then to have them lose means that you've got this thing that's saying join us. It's just a bunch of losers with a shit segment now. I just, like, I've shared my opinion on this. I think this is just built to push Statlander, and it's going to end up with Statlander beating Kong and overcoming the odds, and then her the rocket that they're going to tie to her back is going to take her off even more. I just, I don't want Brandy in the ring. <laughs> Mel, at this point, doesn't look like she should be in the ring too much, other than, like what you said, if they put her with someone who can go and have her as, like, the big heat spot yeah. in a tag match, like, maybe, but for the minute, this was not great. I would have rather had Statlander versus Sheeta with no story behind it um, than what we got. Cool. Yeah. Um, Moxley versus Sammy. This match was fucking class. Um, Sammy is like, I think Sammy Guevara is slowly getting built just as much as uh, Darby and MJF. Well, like, in theory, guys... he's the more, he's the natural successor to Jericho, isn't he? In the end of yeah. So those guys are all slowly getting pushed in the background. Well, maybe not in the background for Darby Allen. They seem to be pushing them a wee bit. But I'm really happy with how they're sort of building their mid-card, guys. I want to see them try and build Janela a bit, but he does get a promo spot later, yeah. and then I think he's going to get a couple of more matches um, elsewhere. But this match <laughs> was really fucking good. And Moxie gave Sammy a lot more than he needed to necessarily. Someone's turned the Xbox off. Finish with FIFA, Matt. Are you done? It was on in the background, and I've only just noticed. I haven't been playing FIFA. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, they, yeah, uh, yeah, just said in the chat, I was about to say, they, they really do need a mid-card title quite soon, don't I, they? I thought they were going to have that they won't have the Battle Royale ring thing defended like a title, <sighs> but MJF hasn't defended it at all, so he must just be keeping it. I don't think they will ever have a mid-card title. Why? I don't know they've if they've come out and show, said, I'm they're sure. definitely going to have one at some point. I'm sure they've come out and said at some point, we don't want to have lots of titles. We want them to make sure that they mean something. Yeah, but you I'm can't sure just have I've read two that titles in the entire fucking company. Three. Well, what's, what's the third then? He's Tag. The women's. Tag, um, vagina, penis. Uh, well, I think they will eventually. I think they'll just establish themselves and establish a mid-card. But this match was like... I, I think this match is real good. What did you guys think? Yeah, it was a great match. Um, I like Moxley's new finisher, the the basically Shayna Baszler style yeah. joke. I think that really suits his character. I think that's to give him something to go up against Jericho with, because obviously Jericho has that Judas effect elbow he uses and the yeah. wall. So now Moxley yeah. has the double arm inverted DDT or whatever the fuck it is. And yeah. now he has the sub as well. What's it? What? What is this fucking finish called? The death. He calls it the death paradigm right. shift when it's oh, in AEW, but the death rider when it's in yeah, death. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and did you notice he used the old dirty dates? The very first dirty dates he had in WWE. He used I want the headlock down. Move. Yeah, the headlock down. He used that, and Sammy sold it like a fucking king. <laughs> I think he marked out a little bit for that, to be honest. Yeah, 
And I'd like to, like, if we're just talking about spots from this match, that you, Sammy Guevara a few times just got at the top rope, jumped down, and then slapped a wrestler in the face. That's and he, he, jumped down, he jumped down to do it, and Moxley just slapped him in the face <laughs> yeah. as he brought his hand back. Nice. Was it Neville did that in, or Pac, he did that in WWE, didn't he? When he first turned heel, like, he went up the yeah. top rope and then refused to do Red arrow. and, like, dropped down. So I do like when heels do that because obviously it makes yeah. sense. They're, they're heels, they yeah. can do the flips, but why would they do a flip the pop yeah. thread? They yeah. don't want to pop the thread, yeah. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page, QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes had a match against Butcher Blade and MJF. It was fine. It was better than I expected. Um, yeah. Diamond I... Dallas Page, at whatever age he is, did a dive off the top yeah. rope to the outside <sighs> and I was like, please don't die. And he's got that DDP um, yoga, man. He's fine. I mean, he's not fine. He's, he's still <laughs> pushing fifteen and dropping off the top rope to the outside. There's no need. Uh, I expected QT Marshall to be in this match, basically taking a beating for the majority of it, but it was actually a quality match. Uh, and yeah, we got to see MJF wrestle. Holy fuck. Yeah. Um, he's definitely better than the last time I saw him wrestle. Um, but, like, was it, where was he before they've just, he's just finished MLW. the contract? MLW, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, um, he's clearly been doing a bit of wrestles because he's better, like I say, in the ring than the last time I saw him wrestle. But if he keeps this up, um, he could be cracking. He's he's one of the few people in any company that is a proper heel, that is an actual he, heel, that he makes the crowd boo them and is actually good at being a heel. It's not go away heat, it's proper heat. It's the fact he does it 24-7. Yeah, he like someone said, him. someone tagged him in something the other day on Twitter, and he just responded with, "Who are you? I don't really care." Like, but like in it, not in those words, but in yeah. MJF words. But I was like, I think it was, um, was it the guy who does Inside the Ropes? I think, I think it was Kenny McIntosh tweeted him or something. But uh, yeah, he like when he goes to do signings and stuff, he's still a heel. He's pretty much like what the Undertaker was like when, uh, if you've read his. Uh, or watched him do the uh, broken school sessions with Stone Cold, where he says, "I literally lived, eat, and breathe. Live, I can't even speak. Uh, lived, ate, and bre- breathed like being the Undertaker. I'd go out wearing all black, even if I was in jeans and a t-shirt, because that's what my character was. And obviously, kayfabe, you're yeah. kind of still in the public eye. There was no this Twitter or anything like that. So even though we have all that stuff now." You've got MJF doing it exactly the same. He's MJF has lived his gimmick for a long time, living his heel to the fullest in and out of wrestling. Sorry, while we're doing this match, and because we we hammered on Morrow earlier, I feel like I need to hammer JR for this match. (laughs) During this match, JR managed to call MJF both Michael Jacob Freeman and Matthew Jacob Freeman. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to have to fucking say the name. Just call him MJF. Don't say his full name. And he tried to say it twice. And he, and fucked, he fucked it up. It up well, hopefully he might disappear if Taz is now signed. He won't. I'm praying to God that they move him, but I know they're going to move Tony and just have Tony doing that. You know that, uh, in, in... what do they call that? Something center? When they have Tony and Dasha doing like, backstage interviews and stuff. I think he's going to move to doing that. Well, because obviously... Because um, he's not always available with the baseball stuff. Yeah. Um. 
So I think that's what's going to happen, and we're going to end up with Excalibur, Taz, and Jr. I've seen someone saying hopefully they replace Excalibur, and I was like, you do not listen. No, Excalibur is the thing. This commentary team together. Those people saying that. Those people saying that about Excalibur are probably massive attitude here and ear remarks like going, oh, JR is the best thing ever. Yeah. Excalibur, who's he? He wears a mask at commentary. What a noob. Well, I mean, I mean obviously, obviously there's a thing that we hadn't fully mentioned. I don't know whether it was mentioned because I, I forgot to do shit, it in the news. But it was talking about AEW, yeah, AEW having a second show. More oh, shit, yeah. And More so it's AEW Dark, isn't it? It's been confirmed that basically what they're going to do is put in dark, and it looks like they're going to put some of the BTE stuff in. That that would be fantastic. I think what's happened is TNT have agreed, because obviously they were expecting less than 500,000 viewers a week. AEW are doing better than that, so Tony Khan, being the great businessman, he just is, was able to go in and negotiate for four-year deals. So till the end of 2023... With the option of an extension at an increased rate, they're getting around forty-five million dollars a year. Jeez. Um, now, so they're getting that money plus a split of the advertising revenue. So that is massive money for them, considering they've been on TV three months. Exactly. That's huge. And I think one of the things they've done is they've went right. Okay, we'll give you a second show on top of this, but we need some of the BTE stuff on the TV so that the storylines carry over. And it's kind of some of the stuff Matt's been complaining about. And I think that's what we're going to get. I think it'll be like the dark matches. They'll be better quality now if they're putting it on TV. Obviously, it won't just be put like Sony Kiss against the fucking librarian. There'll be like some stars on the show because obviously it'll be on TV. And then I think you'll get like a recap of BT. Maybe cut out some of the more controversial stuff that might not be linked into stories. But if there's any story development... It'll be on this show. I think that's fantastic. I'd be, well, I'd be well up for that because it means I get to watch Jimmy Havoc wrestle more because I just haven't had, I don't have the time to watch Park if I don't know what's going on there. But if it's going to be actual storytelling for the main show, then I would try and find time to watch it. Hmm. Um. To be quite honest, I struggle to watch one thing a week never mind four or five <laughs> so like when i saw that they were going to probably do another show i just i just literally sat there and went that's great but yeah i have no time whatsoever to watch more like i've like even stopping watching main roster i still forget sometimes to watch wrestling and i just get to saturday and go oh crap i haven't watched nxt i haven't watched AEW, and then a pay-per-view runs around and i'm like that's four hours i've got to watch straight after work it's just i ain't got time it's mad and work's crazy at the moment so i was a bit because that came out on what tuesday i think they announced uh one day or tuesday yeah. yeah um so i kind of was like that was the first part of the week where the week was like trash so i was just like no um, Darby Allen versus Pack. Uh, this match was fantastic. Yeah, another really good and, match. And looking at it, looking at how good this match was, and the fact that it was up against that battle royale, it's fucking no wonder that uh, AEW was drawing more eyes at that point. Yeah, yeah, because I can imagine people in America will go, 
Let's see what's happening on NXT first. If it's not something I want to watch, I'll flick over. That's it's the pretty much what It's pretty much what people would have done during probably the Monday Night Wars. They'd have probably, when Raw went through that terrible time where they had the poorest ratings, people would probably flicking on Raw and going, what is this trash? Went to Nitro and went, wow, this is kicking off. Like, I but can then, imagine people casual will just flip between two, or people will be watching NXT, will be looking at their phone, see Twitter blowing up about EW, and then they'll swap over. But then, of course, there's the uh, the biggest mistake they made was they went, huh, Mankind's going to win the title tonight. Yeah, who's going to want to watch that? And then everyone turned over and watched it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sorry, as you were. But, yeah. Um, Darby Allen did Darby Allen things. He took a power bomb, I believe it was, onto the ring steps. I saw that. It's yeah. an insane spot. And he got up from it. You could see his back was ripped to shreds. Um, did any of you see Darby's tweet after this? No. Um, so Darby, put, it was either a tweet or a small video. I can't remember. Uh, I think it was a tweet. It was something along the lines of, uh, I'm fed up a loser. That's the last time you'll see me lose. I will die before I lose again. Mark my words. Fuck. I what I think that's going to be is we're going to see a lot of countdown straws and Darby's going to go on next from next week on and beat like lower down guys. And it'll be the start of his sort of slow, slow push. I genuinely think Darby Allen will be the one who takes the title off Jericho. I think Jericho will have it for a while. Bearing in mind, Allen's got four lo- losses. I can't remember. We discussed this last week, but it's back. Uh, Omega, Jericho, and uh, Cody Jericho and Moxley, so sorry, five losses, um, and it's against the top, basically the top five wrestlers on the show. If he can now build himself from there and say, okay, he's not quite on the level of those top wrestlers, but he's close. He took to- Cody to a time limit draw the first time, and he's taken the other guys quite far in matches. If he now goes on a run where he's beating the lower card, Moxley will go against Jericho and lose. You can then have. Pack or Omega go against Jericho and lose. Allen build himself back up. He finally gets wins back over Cody or Moxley or Pack. Or he beats two or three of them and starts to climb the rankings. Gets in a number one contendership against the last person that he hasn't beaten yet, apart from Jericho. Beats them, and it, I think that'd be a great way of long term booking somebody to take the title off Jericho. What about Mox though? What about Mox? Mox is big, big number one contender boy. But what's the best way to shut people? Right, so the problem with the, that big oh. five that we've got is four of them are ex-WWE. Or are all five of them ex-WWE? To have uh, done. I don't know who. Uh, oh, no, yeah, so it's four of them because it's only Omega that's not been in WWE. Uh, but, we, we didn't mention the attack on Mox, by the way, earlier. Just... Oh, but continue, sorry. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that would then give you somebody who's not an ex-WWE guy is the next person to take the title, which has been one of the few criticisms that they've had is all of their top guys are ex-WWE. Mm. I also read um, briefly that apparently Tony Khan has taken over a lot more of the creative side. Um, I don't know where this came from. It was literally as I was searching Bleacher Report. It's last, last word. So he's not involved in the creative or creating anything but he's got final say which is um yeah like i know that the joke matt was making at the start was tony khan was going to vince mcmahon himself and all this 
But apparently, anyone that's talked to Tony Khan about wrestling, he has like a photographic memory of wrestling going back to the 80s, like uh, Memphis wrestling and all this. So what he's looking to do is put in more long-term storybooking from what the report is. And he's just taking final say. So rather than having the four main guys booking for guys and letting them come up with their own stories and stuff, someone's coming in with, this is my idea, and he's maybe going, yeah, that's fine, or no, that's fine. It's not like he's going, right, this week, Darby, good shit. You're going out there and you're going to do that. It's like he's just taking on final say and okay. uh, to try and keep some of the shit off. And I think that might be a director from TNT as well. They might want him, because he's a businessman, taking more say so that he can't go in the meetings and go, oh, well, these guys do it. I think they want him taking more responsibility. Yeah. Which is fair. Um, that's pretty much AEW covered. No! Oi. Moxley got attacked. He got a spike in the eye. Which oh, yeah. It was going to be a pirate to, next week. Yeah, it was going back to the Dusty Rhodes Road Warrior angle where Dusty got spiked in the eye by one of the Road Warrior pads. This time it was a Jericho jacket spike. Yeah. And then he came out at the end with obviously the eye patch and stuff. And we're going to have Pirate Moxley on the cruise next week. Yeah, Pirate Moxley on a boat. Yep. And Jericho's already claimed that nobody will jump off the boat because it would result in instant death. Yes. <laughs> I literally went, no, someone means Moxley throwing Jericho off a boat. <laughs> I think they were more worried about Darby Allen doing a fucking yeah, coffin drop. You'd <laughs> love to see it. Um, or not, in that case. Um, what I want to talk about. So, what was the ratings for AW? Nine hundred and twenty-one thousand. Oof! Is is that two hundred twenty thousand more, man? Yes, it is. Do you remember what you were like? You were slating AW for the ratings, weren't you? Was I? Yeah, a while ago. Well, just we'll oh, we go toast <laughs> I'm, I'm not one to boast or anything. Someone get the bait out. <laughs> I'm really I'm, men. <laughs> I may have slated them. I know, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I I now remember the conversation. I didn't slate. I said that their ratings were constantly declining, and now they're yeah. holding steady. Three weeks in a row, they've had over nine hundred k. What I like that they've done as well in these three weeks in a row, they've put on strong shows. So there's no reason for the nine hundred odd thousand that watched it last week to go. I'm not going to watch it again this week. If anything, they've put on a strong platform I, that could get them a decent rating this week. I'd argue last week's show nearly cost them. I think the only reason they held their title this week was because they held the amount of wrestlers, uh, fans that they did this week was because it was Bass at the Beach. But this week's show will keep them in tights for next week. I just think, I don't think last week's show is what made people watch this week. I think it's more Bass at the Beach. I think there might be an increase this week because it's on a boat. You might I'm, on a boat. Stupid. I'm on a boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think like Shut wrestling up. on a boat is going to get people to go, oh, they're on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck they do They're in the impact zone. Sorry. <laughs> um, Brilliant. Um, the the bit that I wanted to talk about, and I, I don't really want to do this. Do it. But um. Why is Baron Corbin having another match with Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble? 
Because the feud's not over. Why? It was over weeks ago. It wasn't over weeks ago. It was over weeks ago because the stupid dog food must have been the end. Yeah, because no, so. get yeah. rid of it. The dog food was the dog food was the week before TLC. They then had the TLC match, and then they came out and spoiled the end of the TLC pay per view. It's I like the dog food finish. was the appetizer, if you will. Finish. I like to point out the dog None. food was last year because I nominated it for moment of the year. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, it's finish. Seven. So they're Get seven weeks done. into this feud, and this match at um, uh, what uh, Royal Rumble won't be the end of it either. So if that really the Rumble, does that mean Roman's not in the Rumble, or is he? No, they've yeah, confirmed they're both, both, both Corbin and Reigns are pulling double duty, but so, Becky Lynch is definitely not pulling double duty. Does that not like to me that reeks of bullshit? If you have a match at the Rumble card, you shouldn't be able to take a spot out of the Rumble. Correct. I, I know people have done it before, but it reeks of bullshit. Yeah, we're going to beat the fuck out of each other, but we're also in the rumble. Like, and then he turns up and probably gets shipped away, and then three hours later, oh, we forgot about Roman Reigns. No, we didn't. Oh, just hate it. <laughs> <On the road. laughs> uh, are we going to talk about Papa H's joke? Uh, if we have I think to. we should because I want Smoothman to say exactly what he said in the um, or in the DMs about it. Well, I don't remember what I said. Um, oh, Smoothman defended Triple H and said it was just banter. No, and I, did no Wait, I did not. Yes, you no, did. I will go through the fucking chat and get it. Right. So Triple H this week, while being oh well, it's end of last week really. After NXT UK, Blackpool had a um media thing where he was talking about uh Daniel Bryan um and how are we gonna be gonna be seeing Edge at the Royal Rumble because of all the stuff with Daniel Bryan and how the 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 health system works and the, the doctors etc Edge being clear and he says to be honest anything could happen it's we've proven it with Daniel Bryan as a fan I'd love to see both Edge, and then he mentioned Paige. Uh, um, he then mentioned something about, oh, that's if she's not got kids. No, no, that no. She the, doesn't the, know the about or something like that. The oh, no. Edge has got kids, and maybe Paige has got some kids she doesn't know about, and he made a joke about it. How could a woman have kids that she doesn't know about? Uh, I don't know. It, it, look, it, look, it, was, it, was a, it was clearly a very dumb joke. It was, it was clearly a joke. It wasn't meant to be malicious in any way. No, and... I'm sure in the DMs I said I have it open. Go on, have you got it in front of you? Read so what I, I have said. it open. Hold on, right? Because so, I'm sure that I wasn't oh, defending him. I was just saying I think people. I think he you was said it seemed like a jokey response. Yeah, it did. You were, no, but you were defending trips. I wasn't defending him. I just you said, were though. No, I wasn't. I said it seemed like it was a jokey response. And Didn't then, you say, why has he apologised? I'm pretty sure Paige wasn't offended. No, I said, right. He, so he, yeah. I'm confused at why she, why he apologised, because the Paige tweet... This is a girl who has had her sex tape leaked. She has been almost allegedly domestic abused during a relationship, and Triple H is making jokes about her sexual past. There's oh, and no the fact that, she, that's and the fact that she's infertile as well. Yeah, there's, there's no way that's... You can defend that. You can't defend that with I wasn't, oh, the jokey, just I jokey wasn't, response or it seemed I like a joke. I wasn't trying to defend it. I was trying to say, right, the way that Paige's tweet read, 
it seemed, look, no wonder you're all making fun of me because my boss does it too. Like, that seemed... In no, the that's way passive that she... aggressive. Yeah. Very passive aggressive. That, 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 that's British humour slash passive aggressive reaction. Exactly. The humour side is what I thought it would have been from reading it. I wasn't Very defending Triple H. I wasn't defending I, I Triple H. I was shot at Smoothman. I don't want Smoothman getting mad or anything. I was bringing this up to bring it up to the point of Trip shouldn't have made the fucking comment, and it's just right that he apologised. Like, if somebody had come out and talked about Stephanie's alleged relationship with Macho Man when she was 14, 15, I'm sure he wouldn't have appreciated that either. No. Agreed. And, appar- and apparently, I'm on the road. Chris, that's, that's all that. What a way to end a podcast. Fucking hell. Are we not going to talk about the fact that The Fiend is now in a strap match? Oh, for goodness sake. Oh, yes. yes. You keep reminding me of trash. The Fiend versus out. Daniel Bryan is now going to be a strap match. Because we had Kane. Kane was in the ring. Yeah, so the Kane, Kane was there, and you went, well, this is him the in Kane. the Rumble. I've, um, I've found out that it's not. Have you have you seen the um, the main event for the February Saudi Arabia show? No, it's going to be so. I think Kane in it. Yeah, yeah. Saudi Arabia. Uh, they've got local uh, local places are advertising the Fiend versus Kane in the main event of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so I uh, I actually read a funny tweet about this earlier. Um, so with regards to last year's media, it's like. Uh, Vince gave you everything you wanted. Kofi won, Seth won, Becky won, and you didn't give a fucking still complain. This year, you're getting Kane versus Big Show for the title, and it's your own fucking fault. <laughs> and I was like, give me, give me Kane versus Big Show. Yeah, yeah. Third love it. Iron Man match. <laughs> Sixty-minute <laughs> Iron Man match. Main event. Watching old men. I was fourteen and fifteen. Fourteen to fifteen of Mania should be Kane versus the Big Show in a sixty-minute Iron Man match. Forty-five minutes of the world then sitting down on sofas. (laughs) Why are there sofas in this ring? Oh, let's sit down for a little while. (laughs) It'll be a falls count anywhere. Iron Man match. When I went to WWE when it was over here uh, a couple of years ago, it was Big Show and Roman. It was back during the... You remember yeah. Roman pushed like fuck and he had the strap? Like, so could be any year. Um, <laughs> but that was actually one of the better matches on the card. And Big Show and Roman put on a fucking fantastic match. So Big Show can still go. Yeah. 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 He, he's not done it by a long shot, is he? He's I'm still got to turn heel yet. Oh, no, no. Don't turn him heel, but tag him with Braun. Just let him and Braun be a tag team and have them fight like Lucha House Party every week. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm like. Oh, Kali's still saying the new deal with WWE. Has uh, he? I thought he retired. Yeah. Resigned. Oh, no, he re-signed. <laughs> re-signed. Uh, re-signed. Uh, re-signed. Uh, he signed. Re-signed. Yeah. Uh, see what he did there. <laughs> so, uh, I fell for that as well until Space Toe said that he signed a new deal. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Resigned as opposed to resigned. I read so, resigned because I was I, I did as well, mate. Big Show versus Lucha House Party every week on my TV. <laughs> I want to stop and I will watch being roster again. <laughs> If we could just have that and Andrade versus Rey Mysterio and that just be Raw. Can we have Ron flip the ring? You know the way he used to <laughs> flip cars and stuff? Can he just flip the ring over and have Hornswoggle run out with Dinkin' Doink? <laughs> we can't flip the ring because then the Fiend can't hide anywhere, can he? 
It's wrong show, mate. Smackdown. <laughs> don't matter. Doesn't happen he's, over there. He lives, on, we'll chase Nikki he Bella lives under the hours. ring. <laughs> I was going to say, after talking about Hornswoggle and Dick and Dog, it's where it was like, it's the wrong show, mate. Fiends on the other show. I'm true. I'm true to the brand split over here, boy. No wild cards. Get rid of it. All right, we'll give fucking the Fiend a managerial contract. Fiend <laughs> on SmackDown. Right, Sammy's Braze on SmackDown, Fiends on Raw. That's how you do it. Oh, dear. What a way to end, eh? <laughs> but fantasy booking from Space Toaster. I'm telling Braun you. Braun flips the ring. Braun <laughs> Swaggle comes running out. Eric Rowan runs down with his fucking cage and whatever. Have you seen, oh, no. Have you seen? El Torito. <laughs> El Torito. TLC. The ca- WLC. Two. This time it's personal Tokyo Drift. The cage has got I bigger. The cage is... Rowan's cage has got bigger two weeks in a row because they've clearly realised they need something to be in it. So it's going to be Hornswoggle, but he couldn't quite fit in the old one. So it's got bigger the last two well, weeks. Rowan got big this week. recently. He's many AJ Styles. <laughs> I love it. Oh, we need mini Gallows and a mini Anderson, and we can't have the mini club. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't give Vince ideas. That's you just good. know Vince. That is good man. stuff. <laughs> Oh, I think it's time I to say goodbye, Smoothman. Uh, Gilberg is having his retirement match this week against, against James Ellsworth. Yeah. Chintz oh, McMahon. Yeah. That is my favourite yeah. Joker line ever. Gilberg versus James Ellsworth. It's when James Ellsworth comes up to the side of the ring and goes, Excuse me, what the hell is that? And it's just, it's just pointing at James Ellsworth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, should we stop there because this is turning into uh, goodness knows what um, thank yeah, you I very much thank you very much for the boys for joining me this week um, hopefully we'll have all of us next week um, make sure you go and uh, follow us on Twitter at badbookers WP if you don't watch this live and would like to get involved with the Twitch chat make sure you check out Chris's Twitch channel it's twitch.tv slash kangarfm Make sure as well, if you want to donate money to us, make sure you use our Patreon if you want to improve the product. Um, when did I get my cuddle up here? Do you know Yeah, I, um, I was what? curious about that, to be honest. Uh, What's that? £8.75 a month. Uh, well, I get a couple of Fredos, what? <laughs> 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 Don't move it off completely. Power slam. Power at the end, that one. Uh, make sure you... Uh, if you like wrestling and want to check out more indie wrestling, go and check out Power Slam TV. Use Bad Bookers for your first free month trial. Um, do it. It's good. Brilliant. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.